Welcome, everyone. This is the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Oh, uh, one other thing. In regard to your practice of recording people's comments after the screening, what is that like a question and answer period? Hello to you. It is Drend here calling into your podcasting thingy. I would just like to say I've been listening to your latest episode, and I agree it is entirely not necessary to do silly voice when you are playing a character in a role-playing game. But if you like doing silly voice and you can do silly voice, then why not? And to be honest, if you do want to do, you do not have to be good at doing silly voices. That is the good thing about them. They are silly already, so it does not matter. No one is going to say, oh, no, that is not an accurate impression of an elven warrior, because of course it isn't. But you're absolutely right. No one should be feeling like they should not measure up because they cannot do silly voices. You can do or not do as you want, and everyone brings a little thing. That is what is good about the hobby. But I thought I'd leave you a message. Take care and goodbye to you. Hey, Drend, thank you so much for calling. And Drend is right. If you want to do a silly voice, do a silly voice. I didn't mean to discourage that. But the key being... Don't feel you have to do one because somebody on some TV show does one. So, just want to throw that out there. Thank you again, Drand. I really appreciate the call. Hey, Jason. This is Rudy, uh, RPG Retrofit. It was uh, cool to hear about GURPS. Uh, great episode. It's cool to hear you talk about GURPS. You know, I've never played it, but I've known about it forever, uh, probably over 30 years. We used to see it um, as kids at the convention we would go to. Uh, people would put up flyers for all sorts of weird GURPS games like GURPS Gilligan's Island, GURPS Love Boat. And we would make fun of it. We'd make fun of the name. And then you look through those source books and it, it looked kind of, it looked pretty insane. Um, nowadays, I would love to play GURPS Gilligan's Island. I mean, that, that particular flyer just like stuck with me because I was like, what is going on? You know, back then, I think all we played was like World of Darkness games or D&D. So, um, but um, yeah, I... The system doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but it has its fans, and uh, good on you for trying it out. All right, thanks for the great episode. Hey, Rudy. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, GURPS Gilligan's Island, or any kind of Gilligan's Island, sounds fun, doesn't it? I don't know. You know, we were talking a little bit on Discord. I'm not sure what system I'd use today to play it. Like I say, Rysis is my initial gut reaction, just because that's so versatile. But I don't know. That's an interesting question. We'll put that out to the listeners. If you're going to play a sitcom like Gilligan's Island or The Love Boat, what system would you use? We'll look forward to the answer. Hi, Jason. This is Pete Jones calling. Calling in regarding your episode on our Colonial Gothic game. Hey, thanks for running that. Really enjoyed it. It's nice to play a historical game for a change as opposed to a fantasy. Um, when you're RPG, you tend to play lots of fantasy games, so it's nice to play something a bit historical, uh, set in fact with a bit of supernatural, and the American War of Independence, or the Revolutionary Wars, I think you call it over there, is a, a nice time period. There's some good uh, historical background. I like the way that you used Roll20 just uh, for the dice rolls, although... My dice rolling was crap. I don't know if I blame Roll20, but um, hey, that's what makes the game more fun. Failed rolls 
are entertaining and you deal with it and deal with the consequences that's the way it should be and that is probably why i forgot about the stress mechanic that you did that uh, we had discussed beforehand but i think the thing with icrpg is the system just gets out of the way of the game it's so easy to grok it's so simple that you've got to think about it and you can concentrate on the role playing and yes we certainly did on that day um yeah i know we might have got a bit off piste but you handled it very well I wouldn't have noticed that you were thrown at all. So um, don't beat yourself up about it. And I look forward to our next session tomorrow. And hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this Leeds Devil. Or will we? So that was Pete Jones of the Dragons Real podcast calling about the ICRPG Colonial Gothic game we played over the weekend. And we're going to try to finish up the session tomorrow morning. And actually, that's in the past, I say tomorrow morning, but I'm recording this on the way home Wednesday night. Today is the 6th of November. We're going to play tomorrow, and then this won't be published until Saturday, which is maybe the 9th. I don't know. I'm in the, in the van driving home. But anyway, or it might be the 8th. But anyway, you get the idea. So the game will be over by the time you hear this recording i hope or hey you know what if it's not if we get to where we have to stop and we haven't finished the adventure we'll do a third session no problem it's okay it's not like a con game where you're stuck you've got three hours and no matter where you are in the adventure after three hours it's all over with this because it's a small thing you know we can I mean, I don't want to drag it on, but if it has to go three sessions, that's okay. And I think Pete's fine with that, too. I, th- I think we all had a good time with it. You know, it's a very enjoyable game. I really like that time period. You know, we're doing right after the French and Indian War, the Seven Years' War for those of you across the pond. And, yeah, it, it's, it's a real neat time period. And it's fun because it is different. I'm well, One thing I really like about it is I can pronounce the names when I do a game like this. If we're playing in a fantasy world, half the time, I mean, mind you, English is only my first language, and I have a hard enough time with English, much less, you know, Elvish or anything else. So it's so much easier for me to do a game where I'm using regular names. Yeah, it just warms my heart. (laughs) But anyhow, I just wanted to play that call from Pete. Very kind words. And Pete's a great player. Like I say, if you ever get to play in one of his games or have him as your player, definitely definitely do that because he did a great job in the game and he you know, he really embraced it and, and threw himself in the role and did a great job. So, And I think that's about all I have to say about that. So on to the next part of the show. Jason, Evil Jeff. I just recently listened to your podcast when you're uh, trying to figure out exactly where you're going to go with your uh, renaming of your mental health tracker and just driving in the car and you know, kind of halfway listening to it there, trying not to run over uh, people and get run over by other people. Uh, how about either use fortitude or resolve? Those are probably two better words there for a ability to go after, you know, for mental 
tracker. You know, how much resolve do you really have? Or how much fortitude do you have? Just some thoughts. That was Evil Jeff from the Minions and Musings podcast. Thank you so much for calling in. I think that's a great point. I think you're right. I think resolve probably works better for the mental part. And I think I'm going to use spirit for the more spiritual magic, whatever. So we would have health, resolve, and spirit. You know, so yeah, body and health, mind and resolve, and soul and spirit. I think that's the combo I'm going to go. So I'll put out one more edition of basics with this version of the rules that's all advantage-disadvantage. And then I may do a different version down the line that uses deeper centile because there are some mechanics I want to play with there. But I think I'm going to take your suggestion and put out a final version of basics. So thank you for that call-in. That helps solidify that and will you know, lock in those secondary attribute names. So thank you, Evil Jeff. By the way, Evil Jeff, if you're worried about people running over you while you're driving, you need a bigger vehicle. This is America, after all. What's in the basket? Clothes. This is going to be a pretty quick unboxing here. Um, I've got a couple packages of books. One from World of Books. Mulberry House Going by the Sea. I don't actually remember what this one is, so this will be a surprise. Oh, I'm supposed to measure these, aren't I? Maddie, my little guy's in the room and he's making me nervous. Come on, Maddie, get out of here. You get in trouble in this room. So, measuring this book because it's just a real soft package around the book. It's seven inches long by about, I don't know, four and a half. But Maddie, by about three quarters inch thick, if that. Let's see what this is. I would guess what it is, but I may be wrong. It is. Oh, damn it. Just peeled back my fingernail. That's not good. That hurt. I didn't totally peel it back. It didn't like break or break off or anything. But I twist enough that it hurt. Hey, this is Steve Jackson Fighting Fantasy, the introductory role playing game. So, this is the first in that series of books like Dave Arneson's talking about. Very, very cool. Very cool indeed. So, I was looking forward to getting that. That completes my Fighting Fantasy, Advanced Fighting Fantasy book collection, which is awesome. So, this next package is a big, it's got to be books looking at it, but it's a big um, yellow wrap thing. And it is, let's see, nine inches wide by long I guess by seven about seven inches long wide nine by seven by three and a half and it comes from Ames Iowa hmm USPS media mail no surcharge two pounds seven ounces so let's see what two pounds seven ounces gets us Open this up. Next time, I won't subject you all to books. Just books. Next time I do an unboxing, I'll do um, 
a, a game or well, I'll do one of these big boxes I have. I've still got a bunch of big boxes that I haven't opened. So this, oh, I know what this is. Okay, cool. So I, somebody was talking, I think it was Larry Hamilton of the Save or Die or, yeah, Larry Hamilton Save or Die, right? Well, he was talking, he asked on, I'm pretty sure it was him, asked about a, a series of books by, well, they're not by, but a series of books that are associated with a famous author named, is it Jose Farmer? Am I saying that right? Or Philip Jose Farmer. And he, I guess he kind of edited, he didn't write these, but he kind of supervised them or edited them. It's The Dungeon. And there's a series of six books, and they're by different authors. And I ordered the series. Somebody had the whole set of them. It was like 20 bucks for all six of them, I think. And a few weeks ago, I got volume four, and that's it. I was like, well, there's supposed to be six of these things. And they, and so this package is supposed to be the rest of them. So let me make sure I got them all here. Uh, one, two, five. Let's see what's over here. My understanding is that some of these are stronger than others. You know, better books than others. And this one is three, four, and six. So it's the full series of dungeons. So cool. Um, so I will have to add that to my growing pile of things to read. They're all pretty hefty books, which is kind of cool. So on to the next segment. Quick correction here. Larry Hamilton's podcast is Follow Me and Die, not Save or Die. Follow Me and Die. Sorry, Larry. I really do apologize. That's what happens when I don't check notes before I just record. But if you're not listening to Follow Me and Die, you're missing out because Larry does a great podcast. And he has some great products on DriveThruRPG, too. Well worth checking out. So I was going to record another discussion on games with lots of complicated options with well complicated is the wrong word games with rules options that have mechanical effect for combat like GURPS in games that don't like ICRPG or um, the Black Hack and I realize Black Hack and ICRPGs do have some things that affect combat mechanically but GURPS has a ton of options you can, different ways you can do things that affect combat, and, and it is does just give the player a lot more tools that give them different mechanical advantages or mechanical disadvantages depending on what they do. So I think there is a difference in those type of games, and I think part of that discussion is also, at least from my point of view, and more important from my point of view, a discussion of games that would require you to look things up inside a book or in tables during the game in games that don't make you look anything up during the game. Where I'm confused is what a game... Now, I definitely don't want a game where I'm looking things up paging through a book during the game. Would I be okay just referring to a cheat sheet and a character sheet? I'm pretty sure the answer to that is yes. Would I be okay looking to a multi-page cheat sheet or character sheet? I don't know. I don't know. 
So I'm going to hold off on this discussion until I do some more thinking myself, maybe play some more games specifically to test these things out. So like Rollmaster, you've got all these different charts for the effects. And mechanically, I like that. In my mind, I like that. I like reading it. But in a game, do I want to have to page through all these charts every time you know, you're fighting with a sword, I'm fighting with a gun, he's fighting with hand-to-hand. We have three different attack charts, right? And do I want to be paging back and forth? I don't think so. But I need to, I need to get it to the table and try it. So I'm putting this on hold for a little bit instead of going talking about that some more without thinking or without, you know, a little more research on my part. I do want to mention that we did finish the ICRPG Colonial Gothic game and it went pretty well. Pete said he had a good time. My son said he had a good time. This time we did remember to invoke the stress mechanic where they could re-roll die, but they got a stress die as well. And both characters did that. Pete managed to roll a one on the stress die, which meant he had to roll on the, the panic effect table. And what happened, well, he had to roll a Sandy check and he failed, so then he had to roll on the panic effect table. Now, I'm lifting this straight out of, um, the stress die mechanic comes out of the new Aliens game, but the panic effect table comes out of Blacklight, which is a ICRPG version of, like, the Delta Green idea. And so the way that panic effect table works, it's a one, the table goes from 1 to 30. And you roll a d20 and add your current sanity. And higher rolls are better than lower rolls. And Pete happened to roll 19, and he had 9 sanity at the time. So in this case, Pete had a 28 on that 1 to 30 table, which was a good effect in this case. It made all his rolls easy rolls for 1d4 plus 1 hours. So it actually worked to Pete's benefit here. But because he was still stressed, he kept that stress die. It didn't come, come into effect again later in the game. Now, my son had lost more sanity. There is something that happened during the game that really kind of broke his character's mind. And so he was down lower in sanity. So we were using the ICRPG sanity rules, and he was down to the point where all his rolls were hard rolls, which... For other people playing other systems, he had like a minus three to a d20 roll in all his rolls, basically. And, and now, my son is super lucky with the dice. He rolled like two or three 20s throughout the game, just, you know, in the one session. He, he always is real lucky on rolls. I think that's a youth thing. But, and we were using roll 20, so that it was generating the rolls. He wasn't physically rolling the dice, but he did really well. So the minus didn't hurt him that bad. It would have, me or, or probably Pete would have been totally screwed, but it, it went good. I think I'm, what, Pete's supposed to be giving me some honest feedback, what I did right, what I did wrong, and I hope Pete is brutally honest when he gives me that. He's not going to hurt my feelings, but if I don't know what I did wrong, I can't fix it. And I know I wasn't as prepared as I should have been on this. I know I waffled a little bit. I, I didn't write down all my NPC descriptions and stuff, so I fumbled a little bit there. And then the other thing I fumbled with was, so in this game, I, had, I knew what the big bad was. I knew who knew about the big bad. I knew who, if they went where, what clues they could pick up, things like that. So I kind of mapped that out. But it wasn't a plot point. It wasn't a, like a railroad. It wasn't you had to go this point and this point and this point. And so a lot of the game ended up being interviews because it's an investigative game where they went and talked to different people in the village and 
different people out in the woods and, and just different interviews, which I think went pretty good. I, and no, I didn't do any funny voices. Well, that's not true. I did do a funny voice. Well, it wasn't funny, but I did a voice for one set of characters. But for the most part, I didn't try to do voices. But I think where I dropped the ball was... So if you're playing a video game, right? One of these like Japanese RPG video games. And you talk to a character and you've got all the information from that character. The character starts repeating the same line, right? So when you're, when you're interacting with that character, you know, talk to this guy in the video game and he starts repeating the same lines, well, you know there's nothing else to get from him. Well, obviously I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to come in in authoritative GM voice and say, there is nothing else to learn here. This scene is over. I didn't want to do that. So some of the interviews kind of drug on a little bit long because I wasn't sure how to cut them off or how to tell the characters. I didn't want to come out and say, okay, guys, there's nothing else to get out of this guy. So I need to figure out a better way to do that. If anyone can help me with that, I would be super appreciative because I, I kind of didn't do a good job ending the interviews or showing them it was time to go. I mean, I could have done something artificial. And in the previous session, I did something artificial a couple times, like, oh, it's getting late, we need to ask you to go, or something like that. But, you know, there's got to be a better way to do that. So, But overall, I think the session went well. It was enjoyable. It was all good. I feel bad. The other thing that I almost had a chance to do, Arlen Walker of Live from Pelham's Wasteland ran a Wolves of God campaign Friday night, or not a campaign, a game Friday night, a playtest. And he invited me to play, and I really wanted to, but for various reasons, like I was up at 2.30 in the morning that day and had to get up kind of early on Saturday and other things going on, I, I decided it was prudent not to play. Um, and I feel, and I'm sorry that I didn't because I would have enjoyed playing it, but you know, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be. So it's hard for me to, you know, get just a couple hours sleep a night. I mean, I just get a couple hours sleep as it is, but it's hard to me to get less than, than I should. Maddie, quit. Hey, hey, my dog's trying to eat moss off the ground. Um, so that's what that was anyway. So, but it was a good, I think this overall was a pretty good week. And the last thing I have to say is I want to plug two new podcasts for people. And then I'm going to let you go for the day. So let me go to those plugs and we'll wrap the show up. Okay, so final notes. Um, the final version of Basics is up on HIO. You go to my HIO site and you'll find it. It's going to be the final iteration of this version that's all 2D6 plus advantage, disadvantage. I updated the Secretary Tribute names like Evil Jeff mentioned. So the two new podcasts I'm going to recommend, and actually I'm going to mention three podcasts here. One, Rudy has RPG Retrofit. Uh, Retrofit, obviously, is one word. Um, What he's doing is he's going through his old stuff. He's got a ton of stuff from the 80s or from the 90s. You know, old RPGs and old RPG modules, things like that. And how to adapt those to new games. It's a really interesting podcast. He has some great ideas. I highly recommend you listen to that. Uh, SD Houston ha- ha- from Brew Lab Gaming has an actual plague podcast and a podcast where he talks about his ideas. Interesting stuff. Um, if you can't find his podcast, he has a website, www.brewlabgaming.com. It's all one word. 
So check that out. And the last thing I want to mention is our buddy Rich with Cockatrice Nuggets has a new episode out. Um, he's kind of taking a break. He's had some stuff going on, but he's back podcasting again, hopefully. So I'm glad to see him back out there. So that's all my notes. I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. As always, the best way to reach me is just leave a voice message on the Anchor app where you can reach me on the Audio Dungeon.